Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our book reading which is entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Buri. We continue on page 210, Uthman's Mission and the Pledge of Ridwan. Three emissaries have come and gone, questioning the Muslims' motives. How was the Prophet, peace be upon him, to convince the Quraysh that his only reason for wanting to enter Makkah was spiritual? He decided to send his own emissary, Uthman bin Affan, to state that he had come only to perform Umrah. Uthman was to invite the Quraysh to Islam and to cheer the believing men and women still in Makkah with the tidings that Allah was about to make their religion victorious. The time was at hand when they would no longer be required to conceal their faith. Uthman radiallahu an entered Makkah under the protection of Aban bin Sayyid Umwi and conveyed the message. The Quraysh offered him the opportunity to circumambulate the Kaaba, but he refused to do so while the Prophet, peace be upon him himself, was prevented from performing the acts of worship. The Quraysh decided to keep Uthman radiallahu an with them for a while, perhaps to send them back after they had something concrete to offer the Muslims. But with the delay, rumors spread that he had been slain. Since the assassination of a messenger is, decla- is a declaration of war, the Prophet, peace be upon him, had to prepare for war. Standing under a tree, the Prophet, peace be upon him, exhorted his followers to take an oath. They came up swearing to remain on the battlefield and to fight unto death. Placing one hand on the other, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, This is the pledge on behalf of Uthman. Just then, Uthman radiallahu and himself came up, and the believers were spared from going into battle, but they have proved their sincerity with their pledge. Allah revealed a verse referring to the sanctity of the covenant. Allah was pleased with the believers when they swore allegiance unto you beneath the tree. Surah 48 verse 18 And from that day on, the pledge under the tree came to be called Bay'a al-Ridwan, or the pledge of those who had earned Allah's pleasure. When the Quraysh came to know of this oath of allegiance, they decided not to court war and sent Suhail bin Amr to make peace. At the end of the prolonged talks, the following conditions were agreed upon. Firstly, the Prophet, peace be upon him, would go back that year with the Muslims without making Umrah. He was to come to Makkah the next year, stay for three days, and he and his followers were not to carry any weapons except swords in their sheaths. Secondly, a truce was to be in effect for ten years. Also, Whosoever wished to enter a bond with the Prophet, peace be upon him, would be permitted to do so, and likewise, anybody could come to a similar agreement with the Quraysh. Lastly, anyone from the Quraysh who escaped to Medina had to be returned to Makkah, but the Quraysh were not required to extradite any of the Prophet's followers who returned to Makkah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then sent for Ali, and bade him write, In the name of Allah, Most Gracious, most merciful. Suhail protested, I do not recognize the most gracious you name. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then asked Ali to write, In your name, O Allah. He then dictated to Ali, This is what the Prophet Muhammad has decided. Once again, Suhail objected, If we believed that you were God's messenger, we would not have turned you away from the house of God, nor fought with you. I am Allah's messenger, even if you disbelieve me, 
replied the Prophet, peace be upon him. He asked Ali to erase that he had written earlier and write, Muhammad bin Abdullah, in place of the Prophet Muhammad. By Allah, I cannot do it, replied Ali radiallahu an. The Prophet, peace be upon him, however, asked Ali to point out the words to be rubbed out. Ali pointed them out and the Prophet, peace be upon him, expunged them. Thereafter, two copies of the document were written, one for the Quraysh and another for the Muslims. The peace treaty was still in the process of being drafted when Abu Jandal, the Muslim son of Suhail bin Amr, came to the scene, struggling in fetters, for his father had demanded he be returned to Makkah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, protested, but the treaty is still being drafted. It has not been finalized. Suhail said, If it is so, then I am not prepared to make any agreement with you. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said again, Leave him for my sake. But Suhail arrogantly said, I will not leave him even for your sake, and beat his son mercilessly. Abu Jandal cried out, Muslims, shall I be sent back to the pagans so that I am put to trial regarding my faith once again? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Be patient and take your extradition as a source of immense reward. Allah will bestow his blessings on you and on other oppressed Muslims. Umar bin Khattab was so incensed at the proceedings that he urged Abu Jandal to kill his father. But Abu Jandal held back and submitted to the terms of the treaty. After the peace treaty was finalized, the Prophet said to his companions, Get up and slaughter your animals. None of them got up. The Prophet ﷺ repeated his call thrice, but his words went unheeded. He then went to Umm Salama radiallahu anha and described to her the state of affairs. She advised the Prophet to sacrifice his animal and get his head shaved without talking to anybody. The Prophet, peace be upon him, did so. Moreover, in order to enrage the polytheists, the Prophet ﷺ also slaughtered a camel of Abu Jahl that had a silver ring in its nostril. This made the companions take note, and they sacrificed their animals and shaved their heads. Cows and camels were also sacrificed on behalf of seven people. The Muslims were apathetic and depressed about the treaty, which to them was weighted heavily in favor of the Quraysh. However, their reverence for the Prophet kept them silent. Their depression stemmed from two main reasons. They had marched out of Medina with the intention of performing Umrah, and here they were returning without even having entered Makkah. Then there was the matter of the clause, which compelled them to return anyone coming over to them from the Quraysh, while the Quraysh were not bound to return any Muslim who had crossed over to their side. Poor Abu Jandal was being dragged back to Makkah against his will simply because his polytheistic father wanted him back. The Prophet, peace be upon him, tried to console them, saying that they would perform Umrah the next year in fulfillment of his dream. As for the second clause, he satisfied his men by saying that any Muslim who went to the Quraysh was being sent by Allah to live and preach thee, while anyone from the Quraysh who came to them had come for shelter and would find it. He was right on this point, since several Muslims were still in Abyssinia outside the jurisdiction of the treaty, and any Muslim from Makkah would simply flee there. Despite the Prophet's efforts to cast a favorable light on the situation, the treaty still seemed in favor of the Quraysh. 
Umar bin Khattab radiallahu an asked, O Messenger of Allah, are we not on the path of truth and they on that part of untruth? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam assented. Umar then asked, Are our slain not in paradise and theirs in hell? The Prophet affirmed it was so. Why then should we accept unjust terms and leave when the issue has not been decided? Umar asked, voicing what everyone wanted to say. The Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, O son of Khattab, as Allah's Prophet, I cannot disobey him. He will help us and will not allow us to be ruined. Still seething with resentment, Umar went to Abu Bakr radiallahu an. He recounted his conversation with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and got the same answer from Abu Bakr who added, Hold on to the stirrup of the Prophet until death, for by Allah he is right. Allah revealed the following verse concerning the treaty to strengthen the Prophet's resolve and comfort the Muslims. Verily I have granted you a manifest victory. Chapter 48, verse 1 Following this, the Prophet ﷺ sent for Umar and recited the verse before him. Umar remarked skeptically, Is this a victory, O Messenger of Allah? The Prophet ﷺ replied, Yes. This firm assertion of the Prophet, peace be upon him, satisfied Umar, who went back silenced at last. Later, Umar was engulfed with guilt at having challenged the Prophet's judgment, and he tried to atone for his lapse by giving charity, fasting, praying, and freeing slaves in hope of gaining Allah's forgiveness. And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. If you'd like to download this and other podcasts in this book reading, you're welcome to go to vocfm.iono.fm and click on the book reading channel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.